Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Will Jada style relationship. I wonder if it's going to come up with its own name. You know, the Will the, Jada? The Will, yeah. We're living the Will Jada. The Jada Will. The something. Yeah, we're doing It'll kind of a something. Will Jada thing right yeah, now. Yeah, we're smithing it. I don't oh, know. that what? sounds good. We're smithing, smithing it. it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Meryl Streep is the A list actress that is also living this lifestyle. Uh, neither of them has a book to promote right now, but Meryl, anyway, decided to announce that she and her husband, Don Gummer, they've been separated for six years. Oh, wow. Their statement said, while we, while, oh, this is their statement, but it's in third person. This is weird. While they will always care for each other, they have chosen lives apart. Interestingly, Meryl was wearing her wedding band at an event in Spain on Friday. They have been married for 45 years. They've got four adult children and five grandchildren. You know, at that point in life, too, they might, you know, we're trying to come up with all of these reasons why they just bother to, why not just get divorced? I mean, if you're going to live separate lives, why? It seems why? easy. It, yeah. You know, they can both afford lawyers. Yeah. I mean, keep it simple. <laughs> it can't be that hard keep to separate your stuff. But you almost wonder after being married for 45 years, it's like, well, it's not like I'm going to go out there and look to get married again. Yeah. Yeah. I took a... <laughs> I took a second look at that statement, though, and I noticed, you know, they said care. We we'll always care, care for each for other. Each they didn't other. say we love yeah. each other like Willens Jada did. Yeah. I just think after 45 years, all of this stuff that you have together, it just seems like it would be horrible to try to separate all of that. You know what I mean? And maybe that's why they say married. And also maybe because, like, they don't. Like, they love each other so much that she'll still make his decisions at the end of death at the time. Do you know what I mean? Like, we don't have they to. They still want somebody that's going to pull the plug. Yes. Like, maybe yeah. that's why. Because and they don't trust reason. anyone else to do it. That's what I think. I mean, I don't know. There are so many older couples that get married for that very reason. So they have yeah. somebody that will pull the plug. Pull the plug. Oh, Joy Behar admitted it on national television right after she got married very late in life. Yeah. But see, maybe because that's she it. she had said for years that she would never, ever, ever ever get married she was in a really she was in a living relationship with, with this guy forever and she said yeah but we're never going to do it and then all of a sudden they just surprised everyone and eloped and they said we thought you said you were never going to do it and she's like i know but there comes a point in life where you kind of need someone there to step on the air hose when necessary mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. yeah and maybe that's why they're staying together maybe it, it just, it's just fascinating to me like how yeah. many other couples have that kind of relationship during the facebook live video uh, Jen mentioned, you know, that kind of thing probably goes on in the White House all the time. We heard the <laughs> legendary stories of JFK and his dalliances and the arrangement or the understanding that he and Jackie had. Although I don't think she loved that arrangement. I, I feel like she didn't have a choice. And I just I just cannot picture the Clintons having a beautifully happy, no. wonderful yeah. relationship. Maybe they do. 
But I struggled to picture that There was that a one. lot, uh, you There know, was a lot going on there. That could have. Yeah, see, the Clintons, I could kind of see, you know, listen, like, we're both sort of aligned philosophically. We're a we, power couple. Right. We're you know, we want the together. same things. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So we may as well. Why? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. going to be disruptive to everybody involved. We yeah. can make this work. Yeah. Yeah, but then you hear a couple like Hugh Jackman and his wife that were together for 20-something years. We thought they had it all. And now they're getting divorced. So yeah. I wonder if this information would have come out before, if they would be like, let's just separate, quietly separate, not tell anybody. Jen and I quietly separated 12 years ago, but <laughs> we've basically, still living together? we're staying together for the kids. <laughs> oh, God. Tim and Fritch. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Yesterday, I'm driving home. I'm driving back here from Illinois. I went and picked up my mom bring her here for the winter no lie i passed a car in illinois with illinois plates jeff and jen oh really on the plates i I had jacob take a picture oh Oh, great yeah Yeah. so i'm like what are the odds yeah that you know on i-74 on a sunday afternoon maybe they're big fans (laughs) wouldn't that be great all right we gotta take a quick break why is britney going naked again and uh taylor swift and her impact on travis this is the jeff and jen morning show on q102 feel confident on your second date with help from the plastic surgery group schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com surgery has an art amos once caught his girlfriend in bed with another man but uh it took an assist from elton john before he realized who it was here's this is we're getting juicy stories about a lot of celebrities this fall all these books coming out all right, so back in the 80s, John briefly dated model and actress Terry Copley. One time when he was on the road, she started kind of to ghost him a little bit. So when he got back, he went to her house. He saw a 1957 Porsche in the driveway, hairbrush keys and boxing gloves in it. There was also a poster of Terry naked with half her butt showing. It was a poster that John had never seen. He couldn't get into her house and all the lights were off, so he checked the guest house in the backyard. The door was slightly open and he peeked inside and saw four feet protruding from under a blanket. Oh, oh. no. Couldn't tell who the guy was, but he was pretty upset, confused, angry, and holding back tears. Oh, I know it. So then he left, but not before stealing the naked poster from the Porsche. Terry had actually signed it to a guy named Tony. Oh, boy. This is where Elton John comes in. On the way home, the song Tiny Dancer came on. And, of course, we've all misheard the lyrics. <gasps> as Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza. Tony Danza. And that's, that's so funny. when it hit John, his girlfriend had cheated on him with Tony Danza. And now, you know, there you have it. What a, what a story. I know, right? Oh, that is so funny. John's book comes out tomorrow. Oh, so does Britney's. I can't believe he's going up against Britney Spears. I'm, I think they're probably betting they've got different audiences. Uh-huh. You think so? But this is the busy time for books. Because is it the hol- right before well, the holidays? Right before the holidays because books make such great oh, that makes for sense. people who like to read. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, if you'd like to read Britney's memoir, you're going to get an eyeful. 
You probably wondered why Britney Spears amped up the nude photos post-conservatorship. The reason is pretty simple and a bit obvious. Freedom. (laughs) Uh, This is another leaked excerpt from her upcoming memoir. Britney says, I know that a lot of people don't understand why I love taking pictures of myself naked or in new dresses, but... I think if they'd been photographed by other people thousands of times, prodded and posed for other people's approval, and I'm sure handed her, you know, handed wardrobe oh, saying, oh, you're going absolutely. to wear this, you're yeah. going to wear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then they would understand that I get a lot of joy from posing the way I feel sexy and taking my own picture. So there you have it. Her memoir, The Woman in Me, comes out tomorrow. All right. It was weird over the weekend. She like shut down her Instagram again because a lot of people were just, I guess, hounding her and saying really bad things. And then she put up like a picture of a a heart cake and it says, see you in hell. Oh. And that's how she came back from like her Instagram, like being away from Instagram. So now she's just posting like lots of cryptic messages of like uh, fingernails, like painting fingernails and stuff. It's very odd, yeah, what she's doing well, currently. As long as she gets it. You know, yeah. She seems to know what she's doing. That's all that matters. Right. All right, there's a reason we don't see Reese Witherspoon in Les Mis or Schindler's List or any of the Saw movies. It's because that's not where we want to see her, and she is at peace with that. She's aware. She knows. She is aware. She says, I'm not meant to be doing dark, heavy, intense, horror, gore, darkness movies. People like to see me do light movies, and I was like, all right, okay, that's fine. It doesn't put you in the cool kids club a lot, but I don't care. I don't want to be in the cool kids club. I want to make optimistic stuff that makes girls excited to be women in this world because it's a wonderful thing to be a woman in this world. Would you say that she is, I haven't watched this season yet of the morning show. How is her character doing this season? She's growing up. Is she growing up a little bit? Yep. Is is, what is, is her relation, any of her relationships working out at this point? Yeah, actually, um, you know, she stumbles and she learns. Okay. And she there's been some teachable moments. Yeah. But, yeah. She's I'm, getting there. Four. She's getting there. All right. Yeah. <laughs> She's, She's a fun character on that show. She is a fun character. I enjoy character. her on that show. She's an American citizen. That's right. She's feisty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought season two was just okay. And I, I wasn't that optimistic about season three. And then season three is really just full. Yeah. Oh, it's really it's good. good. Yeah, it good. sucked me right in. And the addition of uh, John Hamm has been <gasps> fun. Yes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love Greta Lee, that character who plays Stella. Yeah. Starting to see more from her. Oh, good. Yeah, I like her. Cool. All right. Well, in other E! News this morning, during a charity show in Los Angeles this weekend... Will Ferrell surprised the crowd by bringing out his stepbrother's co-star, John C. Really? Yep. I thought they were feuding. I thought they were feuding, too. But he brought them out, and they broke into the song. No way. That is part of the climax in the movie. Boats and Hoes. Boats and Hoes! Yes! (laughs) I want to bring out a special friend. Oh, my God. A dear friend. Some might even call him a brother. Dale Dobeck. You all know him as Mr. John C. Riley. Oh, 
drinking sangria, nachos, burning hands, and my dad's smoke. You won't go down because my can float. Hold on. I'm not feeling it. All right. I don't think it's there. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. So they, they're not feeling it. They don't feel like they're kicking it enough. Yeah. So they bring out another big name to help. We need some strong beach. We need some strong beach in the house. What are we going to do, man? I think we need a little cush factor, if you know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> some OG. Somebody who can blow it up. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I yes. Am. The D-O-O. <laughs> Double G. Yeah. This is awesome. What event was that at again? Some I need charity? to go. This is some charity event. It was event. a Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so great. And then after they perform, they performed a little gin and juice. Oh, they did? Yeah. And then oh after that, gosh. they roll out this huge cake. They announced it was his birthday the day before and asked the, the uh, Greek theater crowd to sing happy birthday to him. Soup Dog's birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Superdog. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. And then Snoop appears to light a joint off of the huge candles and blow the smoke into the air. That's oh, hilarious. that's great. I am sad I missed that too, I Tim. Know. Oh, so fun. That it's like one of those party. parties you're like, oh, man, that would have been <laughs> yeah. fun. That would have been a good one. I don't like to go out, but that would have been fun. Same. God. Yeah. All right. So yesterday, the Chargers and the Chiefs game, CBS aired a Taylor Swift-inspired graphic to show how well Travis Kelsey does when she is in attendance. Are you kidding me? No, I saw this. It was hilarious. Inspired by Taylor's song, You Belong With Me, the graphic was called You Belong With T This Season. That's funny. Apparently, Travis averages 99 yards per game when Taylor's in the house, but only 46.5 when he's, quote, left to his own devices. devices. <laughs> in related news, it looks like Taylor and Brittany Mahomes already have a special handshake. I saw this, oh. and it is... It was annoying, right? Very, I thought it was, too. And you know what? Very. To be honest, I kind of feel, because, you know, Taylor was in this the suite with Mahomes' family, like, in the chief suite with, like, Brittany, and the brother is there. Yeah. And, like, now she's hanging out with them. And I just don't And I'm like, what's happening? That. I know. Same. That, like, I don't think that she would pick Brittany Mahomes as a friend. Or or be around that Jackson guy because right. he's just, like, a gnome fame no. whore. Yeah. He's yeah. Tr- and he's trouble. Yes. And she did have um, a friendship bracelet on that had an 87 and a heart like somebody yeah. either made for her or she made her own bracelet. Yeah. Remember, Taylor, you are who you hang out with. I know. <laughs> the company you keep, girl. Yep. Yeah. But that handshake. But the was... handshake was so weird because when he, so he did the heart hands too. That was like the big speculation. It was like, oh my gosh, this would be so great if 
Travis got a touchdown and then did heart hands, and they showed him. And it wasn't quite the full heart, but he kind of did the whole, yeah. you know. But that just seems so over the top. Yeah, a little too much. Mm. Uh, also, Tom Brady and Arena Shake evidently called it quits. So they're oh. over. Already? That, that didn't last quick. long. Yeah. And uh, did Jennifer Aniston uh, do a little surgical alteration to her face? Uh, some know. fans of the morning show seem to think so. Although I was, I, I've been watching her facial expression. So I really, another reason why I really like this show is because we're seeing a vulnerable side of Jennifer Aniston's character on the show that involves a lot of what what's not being said. Okay. And again, I think an actor really shows their stuff when they're able to convey an emotion or a mm-hmm. feeling simply. By an expression with a, look. with a look, yeah, right. Beyond just happy or happy, sad right. or angry, right. It's those in between nuanced looks that tell a freaking story, right. And she's still able to do that with the new face. Okay, well that's so, good news. I'm giving her the thumbs up. Let's assume she's even I mean, done do anything. She would. What what looks different? I, I, I honest to God don't know. I don't. I don't. You I can't, can't tell. tell you. Like I'm not that. You're not. A, you're I can't a look at a face and yeah. tell you what she had done. Because you know the, she had a nose job years or years decades ago. Right. But the good news is, I mean, she still looks like herself. It just looks like something's been enhanced or altered or maybe filled or. Something. something yeah maybe so, it's just botox it could, it could be. just be could that be. but could be could be hmm. yeah because when you first get botox it might feel like it's a bit extreme and then it kind of relaxes you, you settle be, into it you gotta be careful with that stuff though when you're an actress because your your expressions are everything right so you don't want to alter it too much you don't want to you want you want to be able to move a little bit yeah so green day get a load of this stadium tour next year with the smashing pumpkins rancid and the linda lindas all oh, right. right. So, if you're a fan, Billy Joe Armstrong made the announcement on Thursday during a surprise show in Vegas. They play, they played their album Dookie, which turns 30 in February. And they even d- debuted a new song called The American Dream is Killing Me. It comes out tomorrow. That's awesome. They got a whole album coming up. That was the oh. first CD I ever owned, Green Day Dookie. Yeah. Uh, one of the best things about Dolly Parton's upcoming album, Rockstar, is that she keeps releasing different songs from it, and then we get to hear her tell stories about why she wanted to record it in the first place. So her reimagined version of Wrecking Ball with Miley Cyrus came out Friday. Cool. <laughs> and here is a clip of that. She shared a story about the first time she heard that song. She said it kind of hit me the same way the first time I heard I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. She said, I was driving, I heard Whitney singing, and I almost wrecked. And when I heard Wrecking Ball, I almost wrecked again. <laughs> you know, because it went, when it started into that chorus, I thought, whoa, how great can a song be? <laughs> you know? Their relationship is cute. Yeah, Miley and Dolly. That's her uh, godmother. God. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing is, it, is that uh, Dolly is doing the um, Dallas halftime show on Thanksgiving Day. Jeff, did you hear that? Yeah, and I want to reference something I just mentioned too. In case you didn't know, Dolly wrote "I Will Always Love You." 
that Whitney Houston kind of made famous. So that's mm-hmm. why it has special meaning to her. And the reimagined Wrecking Ball will be on Dolly's Rockstar album, album, which comes out November 17th. Wow. Just Dolly. stringing the pieces together. And then here's here's another album coming out. Because this is also the time of year for new music yeah. to show up. Lil Wayne and 2 Chains are oh, dropping man. a joint album. It's called Welcome to Collagrove. Is it Collagrove? Sure. It's the follow-up to their 2016 album. It's a combination of both guys' hometowns, Chains College Park, Georgia, and Wayne's Holly Grove, Louisiana. 21 tracks on the album. First one's already out. Called Pressure. So there you go. All right, that's your latest E-News. We'll have more <laughs> for you coming up after 7 o'clock. In the meantime, straight ahead, we got... Three headlines for you. Two of those headlines are fake. One headline is real. If you can guess the real headline, we're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to Land of Illusion Haunted Screen Park. For 26 years, Land of Illusion Haunted Screen Park has been the scariest horror fest in Ohio. And we're going to get you in for free. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, I might see a little frost on your windshield. Did, did yeah, you see frost on your was, windshield? There was, but it came off pretty quickly. You have to use the scraper? I know. You have to chisel Please. through? I don't think I own a scraper. I sit there and I put the, <laughs> the defrost on and hit the wiper fluid. That's what I do. Yeah. I did the same thing this morning. I put it on my Instagram story. I left the house at 434, turned on the wiper. I was like, oh, yeah, this is frost. We'll see sun later, high of 63, right now 41. Fun is too expensive. I'll explain what we mean by that. And uh, coming up later, Halloween etiquette rules for work. Plus, bad news if you dance with your hands in the air. It is Monday, the 23rd of October, 2023. We're Jeff and Jen. And here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. So if you do this or you think it looks cool, TikTok would like you to know that you are officially an old person. Oh, man. Dancing with both hands in the air is supposedly a sign that you are old. You mean if you wave your hands in the air and you wave them like you just don't care? (laughs) Yes. Oh, jeez. Throw your hands in the air, air. Oh, hot damn. That's immediately what I thought about. What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, Gen Zers claim it's something they don't do. Well, how do they dance then? Some guy who looks like he's maybe mid-30s. 
posted a video after a woman who's younger called him out for it. I guess they were dancing at a club, and she said she could tell he was older because his go-to move was dancing with both <laughs> hands up and his elbows <laughs> slightly bent. And uh, Well, that creates more room she, on the dance floor, too. If you're not waving your arms side to side, you can pack more people. Just logistically. That's such a mom thing to say. <laughs> Your hands up. Here's Gus talking about his time at the club with his Gen Z friend and how they called him out for having his hands in the air. I was dancing at the club last night with this girl, and she was like, you know what's giving away your age? She was like, <laughs> you keep putting your hands up. But I would do it, too. I'd be like, woo! And she was like, stop putting your hands up. And I was like, my mom does that. Well, I'm too old to be in this club. <laughs> like who tells you how to dance though? Like right. who, who makes you feel crappy about the way you're doing your thing? I know youth, youth. But yeah, it's even more egregious if you clap first, apparently, and if your palms face up like you're about to raise the roof. Then oh my god, you're definitely oh, oh man. Yeah, don't raise the roof. So I guess you got to go low. Keep your hands low down here. Like this, I and guess. shake I back guess. and forth. Yeah. Shoulder shimmies. Woo! I guess. <laughs> he said once she pointed it out, he thought about it, and he was like, oh, my God, she's right, though. Like, this is how my mom dances. <laughs> so now I'm officially too old to be at a club. That's funny. <laughs> what are you going to do? What do you do at that point? You just stop going? Or do you just say, yeah. hey, screw you. I'm going anyway. I mean, how many clubs do we have here? I feel like we have clubs? lots of bars, but not a ton of clubs. Like maybe one. One and a half. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Ish. two, depending on what night it is. Well, like, would you consider, like, I wouldn't say that, like, Lori's Roadhouse is a club, but mm -hmm. people do dance there and go and have fun. Like, sometimes there's bar. bands. But, you know, Freddie's doing the Halloween party up there. Like, that'll be like a club that night, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Music, DJ. Yeah, but like a nightclub. You know, yeah. in like the traditional definition of a right, where you walk club. in and the bass is just pumping in the oh, yeah. zero. Right. We yeah. have zero. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Club energy. Energy. That's I would think it. one is probably. And is that a Cincinnati thing, or is that just like they're out of? No, it's a Cincinnati thing. Yeah. Well, the place at the at the casino that plays all the '80s music is still around. Is Boogie mm. Night still yeah. open? Yeah. I would not consider that a club. Would That's you? Close. It, it's we're getting closer. Dance floor. Yeah, yeah. We're getting closer because you got a dance floor. But if you go to Vegas, Jeff, they still have night like night night clubs. Yeah, or East Coast like well, Tampa's full of them. Philly and so. New York and all that. Yeah. A uh, new survey talked to people about the latest thing to become way too expensive, and you know what it is? Fun. <laughs> all it is fun. Pricey to have a good time. Oh yeah, it isn't just live concerts and movie theaters. At least twenty percent of Gen Zers say everything fun has surged in price since the pandemic, including theme parks, although it didn't seem to stop folks from going to Kings Island this weekend. Packed on Saturday. I yeah. know. Uh, theatrical shows, live comedy, sporting events, carnivals and fairs, all way more expensive than they ever used to be. To do that stuff, some Gen Zers are cutting back on dining out. Hmm. But others say they're taking on serious credit card debt. They're borrowing mm -hmm. from their savings, taking on additional work, selling clothes and other belongings. Because it sucked to be young and not be able to have fun. Right. Take, take a tip from your Uncle Tim, Bo, here. 
Uh, go to a store, buy a $20 box of wine, and burn stuff in your backyard. There you go. That's <laughs> fun, a couple, too. Invite a couple friends over, have a nice little evening on the patio or the deck. Yeah, it's the Shiviet way. <laughs> that's, that's right. It's the Clifton weight. <laughs> yeah. I know. And maybe, you know, start buying more store brands instead of buying the fancy name brands. I do. John Matarese going to talk about that when he comes in. When when should you buy store brands? When should you stick to name brands? Yeah, might yeah, save yeah. some money in the process. I get it, though. Like, you want to do it all, man. Oh, yeah. You know, at that age, you want to do it all. You don't want to say no to anything. Right. Because you feel like, you know, you got to be in the scene, man. You want to you see and you want to be seen. The FOMO is so real. Right. You don't want to say no. Say, oh, we'll just pop by for a little while. Enjoy that freedom. And then the next thing you know, you've been there all night. <laughs> all the money in your wallet's gone. Yeah. You'll know when you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Doing Halloween at work this year? Uh, sure, we do. Some companies encourage it. Ours kind of does. There's no official policy on it. It's not like everybody gets dressed up. But on the programming side, we do. We have some fun with it. Just keep it classy, whatever you do, and don't get yourself fired. Here are four Halloween rules for work according to the etiquette experts, whoever they are. There's some secret panel of experts. Okay. In an underground bunker somewhere that make these calls. Number one, avoid costumes that might be offensive. The standard is higher at work, so don't take any chances. Steer clear of these four things for sure. Religion, politics, cultural stereotypes, and anything that shows too much skin. Yep, there you go. Number two, don't be unprofessional, meaning don't go too nuts. Holiday is a holiday where we tend to cut loose a little, which is fine. Just don't do anything you'll regret. It might seem like you don't have the best judgment or self-control. Yeah. Uh, number three, decorate with taste. Things like fake spider webs on your desk are fine if your company is okay with it. Just be careful about too much blood and gore or anything that might disturb people or annoy people, like a decoration that plays a spooky sound effect every time someone walks past your desk. It was funny the First 10 times. Right. Not so funny now. Uh, number four, don't let your candy bowl get the whole office sick. Individually wrapped stuff is best in general. You don't want 20 people reaching their dirty hands into a loose bowl of candy corn, for instance. That's probably a good tip. I what have happened? a TV question for John about Halloween. Hello. How are you? Nine News consumer reporter John Matarese just walked in. All right, TV person. <laughs> TV Tell person. Me this. I'm watching the football game last night. Yes. Family fun, right? Yes. Football game. And on comes a trailer for this horrible movie called Thanksgiving. Ooh. And it's scary and bloody and gory, and it's a horror film. And, the, I mean, the trailer itself is scary. What are these kinds of trailers doing showing up in the middle of a football game? Well, is there anything as a consumer I can do to make it stop? No, no, because it's not pornographic. So they can show uh, anything like that. Last year was a big issue with the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey yeah. trailer. Oh, yeah. Because people were there with their little kids. With their, you know, four-year-olds, it's like, look, mommy, it's Winnie the Pooh yeah. and Piglet, and it was like, oh, out, comes, out comes the knife. Yeah, same you know, thing. They paid a premium to air at that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, during that football game. Yeah. Yeah. Is nothing sacred? The same thing happened with that scary nun movie mm -hmm. in the middle of the Bengals game, like when the Bengals were playing at one o'clock, and we <laughs> had it up on our little TV and everything. Yeah, and all the kids are around, and they came on with some sort of like. 
scary like, nun movie. It was that. like one thirty. Yeah. yeah, I want to see that. And the Exorcist follow up movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's another All one. All of it. <laughs> oh, that's so upsetting. Nothing you can do. I know. See, Jen's used to having a certain amount of control over advertising here. That's right. If I don't like it, it doesn't air. That's right. Speaking of advertising, (laughs) I loved your commercial for the uh, mobile bar. Oh, yeah. Champagne Sisters Mobile Bartending Service. I couldn't tell if it's real or if it's one of your spoof commercials. That's how good it is. Wow. That's a huge compliment, Tim. Yeah, thanks, John. That was excellent. That was was our mom and pop spot. (laughs) You know, I mean, we do it. It's sort of a one-off. It's like a public service. You know how those started? It was during the pandemic when everything was shut down. As we slowly came back to light, these mom and pop businesses were struggling to hang in there. Remember? Yeah. And so a lot of them were hanging by thread. And so we were in a meeting and we're like, you know, what can like what what can we do? Like what positive impact can we have on the community? How can we offer our services? Right. And that was really the only thing sort of within our wheelhouse that we were like, well, we could have some fun with that. Yeah, it was great. And then it just stuck. And so we kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's mobile bar was great. There it <laughs> I is. Love them. So, what do you got going on? Oh, I got going uh, name brands, name brands, or store brands at the grocery store. Okay, I Which bought Kroger's better pri- deal. Private selection, the the Kroger private selection pesto. It's like a finishing sauce that you put on mm-hmm. burgers and stuff. That was excellent. Yeah, some of the private selection stuff is great. Uh, the other brand people love is uh, Costco. If you're a member, Kirkland. People love, they're crazy about Kirkland products. They say it's just as good as the name brand, if not better. But uh, we turned to Consumer Reports. They just had a, a comparison, and they said, these are the things you should buy store brand. So Kroger oh, brand yeah. or, or Walmart or Meyer, whatever. Uh, buy your frozen vegetables, yeah. your cheese. Kroger is great cheese. You know, their sliced, sliced deli cheese. Oh, yeah. uh, nuts. Nuts are, you know, like peanuts and the honey. I like the honey roasted ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, sandwich bags. Garbage bags, uh, all good things to catch up. All good things to buy. The store brand, they said it's just as good as the name brand. But but there are a couple of things where they say, uh-uh, don't buy the store brands. And number one, breakfast cereal. Breakfast oh, cereal. Really? Breakfast cereal. And I would have thought you were going to say detergent or something like that. Oh, that's a, that's an interesting one. They say shampoo and skincare. Yeah. Uh, by name brand shampoo and skincare because you know you know what lotion you like mm-hmm. you know you don't want the store brand so that's one I feel uh, like Tim's Tim's family Tim's house they used to buy the store bought cereal didn't they to save money uh, well my mom would mix she, she didn't want us to have the sugar so she'd buy corn flakes and frosted flakes oh, mix, mix them, them. Okay. and then put them yeah, in the frosted yeah. flakes box so we thought we were getting yeah oh yeah that's the oh, old that's trick that, that parents do they buy <laughs> the uh, store brand Fruit Loops and put them in the regular Fruit Loops box. Mm-hmm. So the kids supposedly think they're Fruit Loops. I can tell you that every child I've ever known can tell when it's fake Fruit Loops. <laughs> yes. Because we go to those hotels, yeah. you know, oh, with yeah, the free they have breakfast. The oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, look, you can have a bowl of Fruit Loops, you know, while I have the, the powdered eggs. And, That's uh, so funny. And, and, the, and he's like, uh, Dad, these aren't real Fruit Loops. So kids, kids can tell. How do you even know, kid? Oh, I know. Yeah. yeah. So what is it about the cereal? Because I love the Kroger uh, Raisin Bran for two bucks compared really to the, good. Compared but they to say the regular things, one that's six. They say things like Cheerios, Fruit Loops. Those are, are and then, you know, a lot of those, you know, fun cereals, uh, Captain Crunch or yeah. whatever, uh, Lucky Charms. You, you can't really imitate Lucky Charms. That's true. So they say uh, stick with stick with the store brands for the cereal, yeah. coffee, uh, but I mean the, the main name brands, uh, shampoo, skincare, and finally the thing to buy as a name brand, cookies. 
Oh. As in Oreo and Chips Ahoy. Oh, because yeah. nobody does Oreo like, like Oreo. Oreo. Yeah. Exactly. Chocolate sandwich cookie does not represent <laughs> Oreo. Just, Understand that. Preschool snack with yeah. a cup of apple juice. Yeah. Totally. So, uh, those are when you should buy the store brands and when you should buy the name brands. And Good that way know. you don't waste your money. It's funny that you mentioned those things that you can buy the store brands because I think we do buy every one of those items store brand. Mm-hmm. Same. Yeah. Trash out. bags. We just learned over the years. Yeah. Or, lunch. Like lunch little bags. Mm-hmm. Ziploc things. Yeah. Just as right. good if not better but for less money. So what are you working on for tonight? Oh, we've got a bunch of fees people pay money for. That you shouldn't pay. Fees you don't have to pay. I'll give you one hint. Your bank. Uh, we got a whole bunch Ooh. of others. Ladies oh, right. yeah, nice. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. It's 740 weather-wise. Frost alerts this morning and then sunny skies. We'll see a high around 63 right now, 41. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Debates over controversial Halloween decorations, usually because they're, you know, graphic or gruesome. It's rarely because they're too sexy. Yeah. So there are some residents of a neighborhood in Utah (laughs) who are upset about a Halloween decoration that shows a skeleton pole dancing on a street sign that's kind of funny that's pretty awesome that's damn funny that's funny two other skeletons are sitting on chairs nearby holding up fake bills oh my god (laughs) the guy who created the display (laughs) is a guy by the name of christopher fujishin so neighbors complained and the city told him he needed to take it down because it's a code violation to have anything hanging on a street sign. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Whether it's skeletal, <laughs> erotic dancers or, or something not. else. He's going to have to have his own pole. He's going to have to have his yeah, own pole, right. He can't right. anybody else's pole. He needs his own pole. Okay. So Christopher complied, but he just moved the display onto his property. Okay. And... Maybe, just maybe to make a point, he made the display bigger. Okay. (laughs) Why not? I can't believe how many, like, 20-foot tall skeletons I'm seeing in these bazaars. There's this, I just pulled up this inflatable to show you guys that there's house that I drive by in coal rain all the time. Has like, I don't know, 10, 15 inflatables in the yard. And most of them are like... Easy, like, you know, the inflatable pumpkin, the ghost or whatever. But they have two skeletons. It's an inflatable where she has, like, mounted him. Like, I mean, it's like they're relationizing. Yeah. Huh. Well. Essentially. I just think, you know, when you give something like that energy. Yeah. What do you think the result is going to be? Right. So the guy, he follows the city ordinance and he takes it down off of the street sign, but then he just moves the display onto his own property, making it bigger by adding lights, 
and music and more skeletons. <laughs> he's turned it into a club. Oh, he's turning it into a thing. And some of the neighbors are getting in on it. Like the neighbors who like the display have even dropped off their own decorations to add to it. Oh, that's, that's like, awesome. oh, let's have some real fun. Uh, and then, you know, you got others who don't like it. Like one neighbor was like, you know, it's the downfall of society. I think it brings a lot of good humor that we need to a small town. We're going to go tip them when we leave. We know, we, we know what it's like to work for tips. I know. <laughs> Maybe a little risque for some people, but it's I just, you know, all in the name of fun. The kids understand what that is. Maybe the problem's not the skeleton dancing on the pole. Maybe it's uh, something else. Still, one neighbor said, I guess teaching our children to respect decency and manners has gone by the side. See it. Please welcome Bones to the set. In fairness, Halloween is not exactly a huge decency and manners holiday. Correct. In fact, you know, one could argue trick-or-treating is kids disguising themselves as evil characters coming to your house. That's what my mother used to say. And making idle threats unless you pay them off in candy. Did you? Did she let you trick or treat? She let me trick or treat, but she would. It would always be like nothing more uh, edgy than a ghost. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, and even that, she was bothered by. You know, okay. she would say, make those comments under her breath and kind of shake her head. Uh, Christopher admits that his display, however, is a little risque, but he says it was meant to be in fun. Uh, and he said, if kids understand what that is, then as you heard him say, maybe the yeah. problem is something else. It's been fun to to watch. I take the dogs for about an hour-long walk every day through our neighborhood in Clifton. And I'd say there's probably about a third of the houses are participating in Halloween displays. Decor. And it's always just the skeletons, like, coming out of a uh, coming out of the ground or hanging yeah. out a gutter. Like, oh, people I love are getting it. really yeah. creative with it. It's been fun to see. There's a I whole, love it. There's That's... a whole pirate. There's one house has a pirate, skeleton pirate ship, and they're, like, battling with swords. Fighting each other? There's, there's yeah. parrots and flamingos. Well, you know how you go out and look at Christmas lights? We they do think... that, too, with Halloween decorations because yeah. we live close to a lot of neighborhoods that decorate. Yeah. yeah. By the way, people say live life to the fullest because you never know if it's your last day. That's true. But the guy I'm about to talk about actually did it. The first person to ever bungee, bungee jump. Wow. The first person to ever bungee jump died. Doing what? Bungee jumping. No. Passed away peacefully in his sleep. Oh, how anticlimactic. I know, right? <laughs> you think like maybe a part of him kind of, you know, when it's my time. Yeah. His name is David Kirk. Bless you. Thank you. Despite being a long, lifelong risk taker, he died peacefully in his bed at the age of 78 years old. Wow. Back in the 1970s, he and his friends started a group at Oxford called the Dangerous Sports Club. The Hmm. first bungee jump happened 44 years ago on April Fool's Day in 1979. Oh, wow. And he was even hungover when he did it. Oh, that's not... Kind of bad. Did you guys ever bungee jump? No. No, I I never did. No, it's funny. Like, I jumped out of an airplane, no problem. But bungee jumping to me seemed like that was dangerous. (laughs) You didn't have a parachute. And I did it, like, when they were first starting to do it, where it was just from the ankles. Yeah. And I did it, I think I was 60 or 80 feet. Six stories or eight stories? Did they have, like, the big pillow below you? There was a pillow, but let me tell you, after that first drop down, 
when you come back up, you start shooting in all different directions. Oh, like and a pillow. You could hit anything. There were times I was not over the oh, pillow. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's scary when people do that off, like, the bridge, yeah. like, into the gore. You're like, what? Yeah. Well, when they did it, they tied together some elastic ropes that were used to stop planes on aircraft carriers yeah. and, and jumped from a 250-foot bridge in England. Mm-mm. Four of them jumped. David was the first. Actually did it in a tuxedo and top hat while oh, holding wow. a bottle of champagne. Oh, wow. Really funny. They were all supposed to jump at the same time, but he found out later that the others waited to see if he made it because they hadn't even tested the ropes. Wow. The cops heard that they were planning on doing this at 8 a.m., and they showed up to stop him, but David and his friends were running late after drinking too much the night before, so by the time they got there, the cops had already left. They did end up getting arrested, but just had to pay a fine, and that was the end of that. He went on to do other jumps from bridges and even hot air balloons, but he never got rich off the idea. Another guy in New Zealand ran with it, and he made a fortune. David said he was always in it for the adventure, though, not the money. He would do other crazy stuff, too, like crossing the English Channel attached to helium balloons. (laughs) But the first to bungee jump ended up being his biggest legacy. A longtime friend said David created a, quote, high bar for stretching imagination and adventure, adding that even he would have been shocked to find out that he passed away peacefully in his own bed (laughs) and didn't end up killing himself doing something crazy. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. David Kirk, gone at the age of 78. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. Tara is looking for a second date update today, and we're going to try to help her out. Hi, Tara. How are you? Hi. It's so good to talk to y'all. How are you? Appreciate you putting yourself out there. Read your email. If you could walk the listeners through and kind of fill them in on how you met Jared and how the first date went and all that, that'd be great. I, I really hate that I have to call about this, but I'm just struggling. I really I need some help. Um, so I met this guy on Tinder, and we hooked up. I didn't mean to sleep with him the first night, but we met and we were drunk and he was really cute and funny and, you know, things happen. And so we met for drinks. We ended up back at my place. I think he he ended up talking and stayed until about 4 a.m. And, you know, things happened. But then he had to go to let his dog out, you know, which is totally cool, you know, responsible pet owner like that. Right. He said he would call me. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, but I haven't really heard from him. And I really thought that we like had a connection. I, I thought that there was something there. So I don't know if I said something. Sex was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like amazing, but you know, it was the first time, but it wasn't like bad either. Like I saw potential and there's definitely a connection. Like I know that wasn't in my head and nothing bad happened. Like it was a really good first date. So I, I'm just kind of confused as to why nothing else I haven't heard from him. And I'm really hoping I didn't say something or like he wasn't like weirded out by my place or right. I don't know. I'm just confused. And I really, I really need some help and, and answers. So you met him on Tinder and, but it was not intended to be just a hookup. No, 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 no. 
you felt his intention was the same? Yeah, I mean, we talked. Like, uh, it wasn't, I feel like I've been on some Tinder dates where it was, like, clearly just, like, a hookup. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, we, this was, like, hanging out. And you um, were enjoying each other's company. And yeah, the night just exactly. got away from you, and you just decided to throw caution to the wind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not like the days when Jen was in the dating world. Nope, not at all. <laughs> Shh, less talk. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, stop. oh, my cat is stepping on my computer right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh-oh. They do that. They're stinkers. What's your cat's name? Her name is Screamy because she screamed me out. <laughs> She's what? She screamed meows. Oh, she turned something on. I don't know how to turn it off. Oh, no. <laughs> Screamy the cat? Yes. That's oh, so fun. What kind of cat? Is it like one of those cal- um, Siamese cats? She's Tonkinese. Oh, Tonkinese. I don't know that breed. She's from Thailand. Oh, wow. Uh, are they vocal by nature? Yes. She's also, she's. She's, I hope my cat didn't turn him off, but she's very sweet. She was very affectionate. She was all cuddly. Um, she's partially deaf, so she can't hear how loud. Okay. How loud. Oh, she's, <laughs> she's loud enough so she can hear herself. Yeah. But I know deaf pe- people who are losing their hearing that do that. What? Yep. Yes. Yeah. But you said Screamy was okay around Jared, though. Wasn't acting yeah, weird. Was affectionate. Was- That's a good sign. Yeah, I know that's another thing. And when I said, you know, the responsible pet owner thing, you know, he went out to, he left at 4 a.m. He was like, I'm so sorry. I have to, I know I didn't, nobody was walking my dog. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I respect that. I get that. I, w- I would, if I had to go feed, feed Screamy or go see her, you know, I would, I would drop everything. So. Yeah. You got a little more flexibility and freedom though with the cat than you do. You just got the one cat? Just the one. Yeah. yeah no, so- I'm not. I'm, I, I mean, she. I would be a crazy cat lady, but Screamy's jealous, so. Yeah. Well, you know, Jen's got nine. I do. Oh, you do? Oh I do. God. All in the house, and two of them are Maine Coons. <gasps> I've always wanted one of oh, those. Cool. They are so cool. Get one. Telling you. They will eat you out of house and home, though. I do. I, my, well, one's still a kitten, so she's just six months old, but the other one is a year and a half, and he weighs 30 pounds. She stops at the butcher <gasps> shop every day on the way home. <laughs> Fresh meat. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I took the dog to the vet the other day. The dog weighs 22 pounds, so the cat is bigger than the dog. Oh, my, yeah, screaming six pounds. She's oh, tiny. Oh, little. Little one. Oh, my gosh. And then I just got crazy. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, I love that this is a cat, cat, cat loving. It is. Yeah, Tim's in hell right now. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's all right. You guys love it. That's fine. <laughs> By the way, you're not crazy unless you have 10. That's right. You're not a crazy cat lady. That's what two different vets have told me. Oh, that's a good, okay. That's so I'm stopping. Yep. <laughs> all right, well, why don't we take a break? When we come back, we'll call Jared and see what the deal is. I don't know. We're at a loss. I mean, it sounds like it was a fun night, so I don't know. Well, we'll try to get answers for you when we come back. A second date update continues next with Jeff and Jen, Cincinnati's Q102. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102.
right, so Tara met Jared on Tinder. The intent wasn't to just hook up, but that's what they ultimately did. These things happen, no judgment. Ended up staying till what did you say, like 4 o'clock in the morning? Because you guys you yeah. talked all night. Was that before mm-hmm. or after you hooked up? It was before and after. You know, it wasn't like, it was definitely pillow talk, and it wasn't like pillow talk. Okay, got to run, see ya. It yeah. was like he lost track of time, and it was like, oh, no, my dog. have to go let them out. That's nice. That's a great sign. Yeah. Yeah. And your cat liked him, too. Yes. She was very cuddly. Okay. So you talked about, uh, you felt a connection, obviously. Was there talk of a possible future meetup? It was kind of inferred. Um, He said he would call me. So I, to me, that was like, okay, well, okay. Talk to you soon. Like, so I'm so sorry. I have to run. I wouldn't do this, but my dog. And he was like, I'll call you. I'm going to let the so. dog out. Yeah. You ready to call him? Yeah. Yeah. See what his deal is? Yeah. Hello? Hi, Jared. Yes. Who's this? Jeff, Jen, Fritch, and Tim at Q102. How are you doing? Good morning. Oh, no way. Jeff and Jen, for real? It is. What's up, buddy? Wait, wait, wait. Is this one of those dating things? Yep. (laughs) Oh, man. Any Um, guesses? Yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I do, and I'm just going to be straightforward. I'm going to sound like a huge because I know why you guys are calling. Let me guess. You're not a cat person. Your dog will never get along with her cat. That's not it, actually. No. Um, I actually love all animals. I love dogs. I love cats. I have a dog, but, you know, cats are cool, too. But here's the deal. What is it? All right. So, Tara, she looks she looks pretty good right now. But this chick is, she's destined to be fat one day. What? Yeah. How do, I mean, you look, know, how do you uh, know she's destined to be fat one day? Because, look, when I was at her place, get pictures of her family in frames around her place, and I took some looks at her family, her friends, and her mom, her dad, and both of her sisters are huge. Dude. I mean, look, it's inevitable because she's going to head down that road because that's how, that's how it works. I have an aunt by marriage. Her parents were fat. Her three kids are fat. She turned my uncle fat, and they're all Super, super unhealthy. What does that even have to do with her? A couple fat people in the same family can cause everybody else to get fat, too. And I don't want a fat wife and fat kids. Oh, my God. This, uh, this is a oh joke. Oh, my God. I can't believe that this is happening. He's not, there's no way he's being serious. Well, I mean, I... Petty, petty thing to say. Number two, like, why is that a bad thing? Hello, are you in the century? Look, Number three, like, why are you assuming that my family's unhealthy? Hold up. I feel bad. And first of all, I didn't even realize you were on the phone right now. And I'm not being mean, but I'm being honest. And I, look, I hate to see people not take care of themselves. Your like, family. My family takes care of themselves. My family goes to the gym. One of those family members in the photos lifts weights. How dare you just assume that they don't take care of themselves because of... The reality is, is that your family is all one donut away from diabetes and heart disease if they're not already there. And I wouldn't wish that on anyone. I mean, no offense, but it is what it is in these situations. I've seen it time and time again. 
Okay, sorry we wasted your time. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what to say. I dodged the bullet. I don't, I don't either. You're judging a woman's fitness by what her family looks like in photos. It just... Yeah, yeah, there's I mean, plenty I, of really, I, I really healthy people that run and lift weights and eat sprouts that freaking keel over from, uh, and you know, whatever. So, and then I go, man, maybe I should go out to eat again. <laughs> <laughs> Why even bother? May as well enjoy it. If, yeah. they, do, if they do everything yeah. right and they still die. All right. Well, yeah. good luck to you and your health journey. You never know. There are people that carry a few extra pounds from something other than eating a lot of donuts. Yeah, it's true. Like my cousin is so healthy and mindful, but she has a thyroid condition. So yeah, good riddance. Good riddance. Thank you. I'm glad that I solved the mystery. Thank you for putting yourself out there and for coming on second date update. Best of luck to you, although you're not going to need it. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care. All right. You need a little help with a second date update. Just send us an email, Jeff and Jenna at WKRQ.com. I honestly thought he was kidding. I thought it was a joke. Yeah, no. I don't think so. Okay. Well, uh, Jeff Burding's going to stop by a little How later. How fun is that? This guy's a mover and a shaker, man. I mean, talk about a guy who serves the community in, in any way that he can. Mm-hmm. It's Jeff Burding. Yep. You know, he served on city council. Um. Uh, you know, and he was, I mean, a big part of the, the effort to bring Major League Soccer to Cincinnati. He's coming in for a special reason, guys. He's bringing the Supporters' Shield. How oh, cool I saw that. that. I can't wait. This is a huge That's deal. Cool. This would be like hoisting the Stanley Cup in the studio. Oh. Except this is a little more uh, foldable. <laughs> you can get a better grip on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So we'll talk to him a little later. Also, we'll induct a brand-new best friend. And we got a shot for you to win $1,000 with a 1K letter of the day. That we're going to do next. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. like Jeff Birding running the company who will make it right. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, so Jeff Birding, the co-CEO of FC Cincinnati, is in the studio. Good morning. It's been a long time since we've spoken last. Welcome back. Yeah. Thank you. How's Thank life you. treating you? Wonderful. It's blessed. It's amazing. No kidding, right? You're having fun now, aren't you? Did yes. you ever think when you first embarked on this journey that we'd be where we are today? Absolutely. You no, did. I mean, of course. It's why we did this. Yeah. yeah. It's, the why, it's why I walked out of the Bengals in 2015 and determined with Carl Linder, my partner, to start Cincinnati's third major league team. And we said from the very beginning, we're going to be a winning team, a family-friendly club, and a franchise that gives back and makes our region better. And, you know, we were winning in the in the minor league. Uh, we were the Yankees of minor league soccer. Yeah. Right. Uh, and obviously crowds of 20, 25, 30,000 plus, and we were doing some good things in the community. And we had that quick turn into Major League Soccer, and it took us some time to learn and figure out how to win, but we never lost our commitment to winning. We just had to learn what it took. And But you learn quickly, though. I mean, most franchises, they don't, they're not that successful that quickly, are they? No, I, I think we've been uh, maybe the third quickest uh, expansion team to win the league. 
Um, so in that respect, yes, uh, it's been quick. But again, that's been our determination from the beginning. And we're just blessed that this year everything came together. And the playoffs are next. Uh, the first round is best of three. We take on either the New York Red Bulls or Charlotte FC, depending on how things go Wednesday, right? Right. There's a wild card game on Wednesday, and uh, whoever wins that game will come to Cincinnati for Sunday night at 8 p.m. And and that's significant because, I mean, that's never happened before, right? That'll be our first home playoff uh, game. Obviously, last year we went on the road 1-1 and then lost to Philadelphia. But um, we'll... We will have a, this. The first round is best two out of three. So home away. If you need the third game home, we advance out of the first round. Every game, including up to if we're blessed, MLS Cup, the championship game would all be in Cincinnati at our fortress. Wow, that would be so cool. Ooh, it's so exciting. I mean, are you able to sleep at night, or are you just so <laughs> thrilled about everything that's going on in your world right now? Well, I'm going to tell you. Um, when I when we were in the minor leagues and winning, I mean winning beating the major league clubs, going twenty three in a row unbeaten, mm-hmm. um, winning our first trophy, I was pretty excited about all of that. And then we moved into the major leagues, of course, and lost a lot our first three years. And it sort of anchored me a little bit more emotionally to be, <laughs> I'm serious, to be a little yeah. more centered and not get too high with the highs and not to get completely devastated by the lows because adversity can make you or break you, they say. And, right. And we went through some adversity. And um, so to your point, uh, my job is to be very focused on what's next, mm-hmm. to be focused on the future. And I certainly love the opportunity to visit with you today and to be maybe a little bit of the, the spokesperson at times. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm driving, what is FC Cincinnati going to be in two years and three years and five years and 10 years because this is the legacy that Carl Lindner and all of our owners are um, building for for our community. Now, is that as much fun? It is. It's. I'm. Uh, I'm the visionary guy. I mean, I I would say this respectfully. Um, I, I, we saw this before other cities saw it. The the power of soccer, the growth of the league, where it was going in this country. Um, and we were determined to get Cincinnati a franchise before other cities figured it out. So. Being the visionary and and and, uh, and seeing the future and planning for a future and to position this club and our region because it's very civic driven as well in terms mm-hmm. of improving the community, uh, it's it's enormously exciting and fulfilling. Yeah, watching it all come true. Yeah. We just watched the whole David Beckham thing on Netflix, and it's you know a lot of it takes place in the '90s. And I'm looking at you know all of the stuff happening in Europe with with soccer. And then he gets the gig to come to the United States and play for this new thing called the MLS. And I was like, <laughs> and look, here we are today. We have our own team. It's really kind of blown up since then. It was kind of a kind of a moment. I watched. We watched it yesterday. That's why sure. it's on top of mind. But well, you look at Messi. Messi's the most popular athlete in the world. You could take the top ten U.S. athletes: Patrick Mahomes, Seth Curry, LeBron, Tiger Woods, Brady. You name them. The top ten. Add them all up. And and Messi has more followers, mm-hmm. um, and by all metrics would be more popular than all of them combined. It is the one sport with real global currency. And Carl Linder and I said we're going to promote Cincinnati to the world and bring the world to Cincinnati. This supporter shield uh, that I brought with me this morning, by the way, I know we're so with, excited uh, with our <laughs> with our supporter group leader Matt Brew. Um, this trophy is the trophy that in the rest of the world, that's it. When you win. The regular season over eight months, 
34 to 36, 38 matches. When you win the league, that's it. In mm-hmm. the U.S., we like our playoffs, so yeah. you know we're going to yeah. go for a second trophy. But um, I've had uh, notes, um, WhatsApp messages and emails and whatnot from people all over the world, Argentina, uh, different parts of Europe, um, saying, hey, congratulations, you won the league. That's so awesome. Uh, and, you know, so if you think about Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Man City, mm-hmm. Liverpool, they their, their season's over. They won the league. The season ended. They have the big trophy, and it was an enormous year. Uh, so it, it's a great accomplishment, but it's appropriate for us that our first MLS trophy is the, what's referred to as the Supporter Shield because it is the Supporters Trophy. And when you really think about it, the story of FC Cincinnati was our supporters mm-hmm. who put us on the map. Mm-hmm. Think about people going to Nippert Stadium and the Bailey going, oh, my gosh, there's these people at the end. They chant and sing, and, and there's <laughs> smoke, and they're just crazy fanatics. And people were coming to Nippert as much to watch and experience the <laughs> Bailey as it was soccer. Yeah. So the fact that our first trophy is the supporter shield and literally this, uh, this uh, uh, supporters council is the safeguard, the custodians, if you will, wow. of the trophy. So I don't yeah. get to come and bring it to you. I partner here with Matt Brew and have Matt bring you the trophy because we wanted to celebrate Thanks, it with you. We love we were, that. We were in the USL and you had me on and talked about what is this thing you guys are building? Of course. Yeah. And so we wanted to bring you the trophy this morning. Oh, thank well, you. Well, we that. love that. That's, That's so cool. And, and when you talk about the future and, and if we can broaden that beyond soccer for just a moment and talk about your involvement, the contributions that you've made in keeping the Western and Southern open and now, you know, some some casual discussions about possibly an arena, an arena to replace Heritage Bank Arena. Yes. I mean, now you're just talking crazy. Big. <laughs> well, I, I would say this. Everyone knows I grew up in Cincinnati. I always say my first love was the big red machine. And um, I'm as homer as they come. I was blessed to work for the Bengals for almost 20 years. And I love this city, and our sports teams help promote us and put us on uh, the map. It's, our sports teams aren't the best part about this community. There's so much wonder uh, and richness in this community. But our sports teams do put us on the map, and um, that tennis tournament puts us on the map. And it's a really big deal And losing it. You know, I'm tired of Cincinnati losing things to other communities and other communities coming in and taking our best things, whether that be our companies uh, or our people. Uh, or in this case, this wonderful tournament. So I was determined to not let it leave. And um, Dave Young, the Warren County Commissioner, got involved. Of course, the governor of the city of Mason. There are a lot of the business community, Carl Linder. And because by that Frank point, Linder. it was gone, right? It, like it I, There was, was no question. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I sat in a meeting and said, that's BS. And it didn't go on anywhere. And so I just resolved myself. I was going to do everything I could. But I didn't do the heavy lifting. I was a catalyst, maybe. But um, on the arena, we have an arena that's uh, been obsolete uh, for over 20 years. We tore Riverfront Stadium down 20 years ago, 20 years ago. And this arena is still there. And everyone who goes knows that it's just not any good anymore. Right. Um, And when you think about the energy in this town, as well as the money that was spent in this town by people who came to, um, uh, of course, the Taylor Swift or the Cincinnati Music Festival um, these big m- musical concerts generate real money. And yet in Cincinnati, we go to Columbus and Indianapolis and Louisville, and we spend our money there, and those communities reap the benefits. And, I'm again, I'm just tired of other communities um, taking what, what we should be doing here. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I mean, listen, I don't think anyone has argued with me that the arena is old and no obsolete question. and needs to be replaced. 
there's just no one who's been willing to tackle it because I think to a certain degree there's a little bit of fatigue um, and wariness because of what happened with the two stadiums on the riverfront and people feeling like those maybe weren't the best deals. And I, I acknowledge that, but I had someone come to my office, flew in from out of town and said, look, we'd like to partner on this arena and spend a couple hundred million dollars of our own money. So people are are, are just not um, um, uh, uh, experienced enough, not not um, uh, to know that in other communities smaller than Cincinnati, private money can go into does go into these arenas and and get some built and then gets makes them full of events whether maybe march madness you know we were gonna have march madness here and it didn't come Mm -hmm. think about all the college basketball love in this community if we were hosting march madness again let's not go to columbus columbus has two arenas like this we don't have any so let's let's do something about it and i love that you have the audacity to believe that we can do it because when we came here 21 years ago if you had told us that the banks would be developed in the way that it has we asked around we were told It'll never happen in our lifetime. A, a new Brent Spence bridge, it'll never happen in our lifetime. Major League Soccer, you know, the Western Southern Open, like these are all things that you've had the audacity to believe uh, are not not just need to be done, but can be done. Well, uh, again, I, I say this. I've been blessed to be in this position of leadership, and I probably have some audacity of belief. Um, and um, I'm fortunate I've had really good mentors, teachers, coaches, that have given me a belief that, you know, I'm not, I'm being honest. I'm not worried about the credit. I just want to get it done. You know, when Chris Bortz and I did the banks working group to get the banks, uh, you know, no more mud pits and parking lots. Um, Mark Mallory stood there and took all the credit and then, and I'm being like, he's the mayor. He should, he's the mayor. And you're okay with that. Of course I am. Yeah. Of course. I mean, cause it's not about me. It's about Cincinnati right. and it's about having um, a world-class community. And this, this city, I mean, I'm telling you this, we have, players on our team who just can't imagine what a great city this is and and i think people saw that in the announcement um to, to keep the western and southern open here yes that when it was uh, uh novak and coco and they said how much they love cincinnati how much they love this tournament it, it we're a hidden gem and i think all of us who live here think yeah we're you know we're this is a nice place we like it here we're we, we love we're city. right but when people come here from other countries and in uh, other places I was talking to Pat Noonan, our head coach. We just extended him for a long period of time. That's great. He's going to be our coach. Uh, Chris Albright will be the GM for a long time. But his wife was like, we just love it here. We love it here. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, so my point is we have everything we need, but we just we have to grow because cities were either growing or we're dying. Cincinnati's growing. We just need to grow a heck of a lot faster. Well, and I love the fact that with everything, with all these Irons, you got the fire. All these balls, you got the air. You <laughs> took the time to come by here with the supporters' shield, and we well, you you, you, you guys were among our f- earliest promoters, and you had me on multiple times to talk about FC Cincinnati. I remember, you know, we had a, a, a blue out or a white out, and you guys were wearing. I mean, I, you really helped us promote, and you know, now you sort of take it for granted. Oh, FC Cincinnati. But back then we were in the cradle Yeah. and and, and you, you were so awesome in your support and your belief. And when we thought of uh, bringing the supporter shield a little bit on tour with media partners, 
literally you, 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 Jeff and Jen, we got to go to see Jeff and Jen at Q102. <laughs> no, we appreciate oh, that. You. But thank you. boy, I'll tell you what, though, every time like drive by the stadium in the West End, I see that. I'm like, wow, it's <laughs> just it, yeah. like it's completely transformed the landscape. Yeah. And, Did you guys break ground uh, yet on the uh, the development on the corner? We'll probably do it um, after the first of the year uh, at this point. You, you may have noted the financial uh, uh, times are a little <laughs> daunting right now. Right. But uh, l- listen, the, the mixed-use development, we had a unanimous vote from the West End Community Council. You don't get unanimous in community councils about much. But we've built a wonderful relationship with our neighbors. They've helped guide us, advise us. Uh, as they, One of them said, we, we want nice things, too. And this is going to be a wonderful addition to a great, proud neighborhood. And um, we'll probably start with a hotel and some apartments, um, and, and we'll keep going. And... Um, you know, the future is going to be really exciting. Oh, can't, I wait. can't wait. You're so feisty, oh. and I just love it. <laughs> yeah. I just love feisty persistence. The passion you know? is there. Yes. Yeah, I love so that, cool. too. So cool. We're lucky to have you. You're a gem. Thank you so much. So, again, uh, with the playoffs, uh, first round is best of three. We we take on either the New York Red Bulls or Charlotte FC, and then those teams will play Wednesday, and then we play on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Tickets go on sale today, correct? Correct. And, uh, you know, our... our um, our, our season ticket holders and and those on the waiting list have, have the first priority. Have the first priority, but there will be some tickets, and uh, of course, um, people can go to uh, fccincinnati.com or or, or uh, call uh, down to um, our ticket office. Jeff awesome. Burning, it was great seeing you. So good and to see you. Do we have the shield out? Yeah, how yeah. we do. Oh, okay, do we get it to is. hold it's right it? Behind are you allowed to touch yeah. it? Is that is, <laughs> yeah. Matt? Do we have to Matt, white glove cool. this procedure, or how does it work? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to make sure that because this this was also about the shield. Oh I, yes. wow! Look at, look at that. That is cool. Is it heavy? It's very oh, heavy. Yes, wow. heavier than it looks. Holy mackerel! Look yeah. at that. Look at wow. that. It's so shiny. And it's what is it made out of? Is it pure titanium? Titanium? Oh, my God. Why don't you just throw it over to Jen? You know, toss it over. I'll just toss it over like a frisbee. Like a frisbee. Like a frisbee. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, hands up. I know. It's a little heavier than a frisbee. Yeah, it's heavier than it looks. This is awesome. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That is heavy. Oh, how pretty. What do you clean it with, Matt? Do you have to get out bartender's friend or whatever it's called? (laughs) Barkeeper's friend? Whatever you got handy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll do the job. Yeah, we'll get a picture. So nice. Here, I'll take it, Tim. So cool. One, two, three. (laughs) We'll do a group shot, too. Yeah, for sure. Maybe 30 pounds, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I would say probably. <laughs> I know. It's so shiny. It's so cool. I told you. Where are you headed next? Are you just doing like a radio tour? Are you hitting a bunch of media outlets today? Uh, or? We're, go- we're going to see uh, our our partners up at uh, iHeart. Yep. Uh, who bro- have broadcast our games since we started. Nice. Right. Uh, and so I think I'm going to see uh, Mo. Mo. Oh, All right. Fine. Tell him we said hello. Yep. Please I will. do. All right. Now, what do the players get? Do they get rings? Uh, there get will be rings. Yeah. Nice. Um, but we won't do the rings until after the playoffs are over because the the ring could be Supporter Shield and, and MLS. Oh, wow. wow. That would be amazing. That's cool. You get an extra diamond in there for that, right? Something like that, exactly. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> All right, listen, I want to say, That's knock so on wood, we're, we're not planning that stuff just yet, but to answer but your you question, never know. Right. that, that, yeah, that is uh, that's the deal. The, cool. There will be rings. Right. We'll help you throw the block party when you ha- when when all that goes down, okay? Maybe Fountain Square? Yeah, anything yeah. you want to do. Is there yeah. anything you need from us? How can we help continue to support? What do you need from us? 
Well, I, I would offer just the, what what you've been doing since the beginning is just to be uh, a bit of uh, cheerleaders, uh, supporters. Listen, I, I say I try to run FC Cincinnati like I'm the mayor of Cincinnati. If it's good for Cincinnati, we're going to make it good for our club. And if it's good for our club, we only want it to be in a way that's good for the community. We'd like to think that we've been um, true to that. And I only share that to say when you're, when you're being – uh, uh, supporters, you're not being supporters in a outright homerish way. It's just we're, this is a good thing for the city. I always believe the excitement that our sports teams generate add a, a, a vibe, um, a little bit of energy in the community. It makes going to work on Sundays, uh, Mondays, if you more fun. And uh, you know, it's why we you know cheer for the Bengals. It's why we cheer for the Reds. I mean, what the Reds did this year was phenomenal. So we're gonna you know we're gonna keep working to do our part. Jeff Burning, it was great seeing you. Give our best to Lindsay. We'll do. She says hi. <laughs> All right, you bet. And she's listening, I'm sure, so she's loving that. I thing. love it. This is the Jeff and Jen Morning Show on Q102. I he just, just that kind of visionary with somebody with a dream that doesn't let anything get in the way of what he knows can be done. That's cool. And he shares the credit. Like he works, he plays nicely with others. Yeah. yeah. He's just such an encourager. Yeah. It's awesome. And I'm just always so optimistic every time. You know, I've had the pleasure of sitting down with him on a couple of occasions to mm-hmm. interview him at length. And he's just a super interesting guy. I, I get excited about the future after spending a few minutes with Jeff Burden. He gives you hope. He really he does. does. You know, <laughs> keep in mind, if when we go back to the days of Cincinnati City Council, uh, this is the guy who reached across the aisles. You know, he didn't he, he wasn't part of any one party where he wasn't willing to work with the other guy. He did know? politics the way it was intended to be done. Yes. Yes. And uh, that makes all the difference in the world. Um wanna introduce you. To the Jeff and Jen Best Friends Club inductee, today we have Anne-Marie Sievers from Mainville on the phone joining us. Oh, Mainville. Good morning, Anne-Marie. You're up in my parts, Anne-Marie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Hi, you best friend. Hi. (laughs) Hello, best friend. (laughs) So, fun fact about Anne-Marie is she has listened to the show since our very first day. Oh, bless your heart. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it was yes. a little rough there in the it. beginning. <laughs> I don't remember it that way. It's been great. Well, that's generous. But one of the things that I love is over the 21 years that she's listened to, she says she's learned more about fetishes. Yeah, second date update. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, how's so? When was the last time you went whitewater kayaking? Because this is, I mean, the pickleball. I know that's a hobby of yours as well, and everybody's kind of on board with pickleball. But whitewater Mm -hmm. kayaking, man. I mean, that's adventurous. That sounds scary. It is. -hmm. It's exciting, and it's very physical too, isn't it? Right. You have to learn how to roll. So we learned how to roll our kayaks in the Lebanon YMCA pool. Oh, they start you in the pool first. That makes sense. That does make sense. With with goggles so you can see what's going on. Right. Where do you go to do that, though? Like, 
west for the New River uh, or something? Yep, yep, the New River, okay. the Gully River, and then Nantahala down in uh, North Carolina. Oh, um, wow. Yakahami of Pennsylvania. So it's introduced us to a lot of places we wouldn't have even known about. That ah. is super cool. And so how does that work? Like uh, on the occasions that you do go under, uh, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you got a helmet on, right? Because you don't know what's beneath right. the surface of that water. There yes. could be rocks yes. and stuff. I've, I've had some, some black eyes, but yeah, I wear the helmet. And, um, yeah, so you flip over, you kind of set up, and you just oh my use your hips, and you flip over. <gasps> I would wow. be terrified. You know, I went whitewater rafting one time a million years ago before Jeff and Jen worked here with my old morning show people. They took, like, a couple's retreat, a group of listeners on, like, a bus, like a Greyhound bus, uh-huh. and we all went to the New River, and we all went whitewater rafting. And I was yeah. terrified because everything oh. is named after somebody that has died there. Oh, God. Like, they'll be like, that's the blah, blah, blah hole. And you're like, oh, is, you know, is Robert still alive? No, he's not. That's, he died there. He, you know, you're like, okay. Yeah, right. So you've actually gotten yeah. black eyes from going under. And I just think about, like, all the water going up your nose. Yeah, no kidding. No, thank you. Do you wear one of those nose clips? Yes, we do. Oh, you would have to, I would think. Yeah. Oh, wow. So funny. That's crazy. And that's, is that, correct me if I'm wrong, is that an Olympic sport or is it technically canoeing? I think they were just starting with um, kayaks where they go through the flags. I can't remember what that's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. because yeah. uh, that's what sparked the discussion about leading <laughs> Fritch astray on how Germans are so good at kayaking or yes. canoeing in this case. Uh, Kayak. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. so Anne Marie's daughter married a Greek and she and her family now live in Greece. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So mixed emotions on that. She loves it. She's happy, and I have a good place to go visit. But I meet, I miss the two grandsons. So luckily, we have FaceTime. So how did this work? Like she met the guy, marries him. They moved to Greece. It, it, how is she doing with the language, adapting to the lifestyle? Did she become a, a, a dual citizen? Like, how how'd that all work? Is she drinking ouzo every day? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's a harder liquor that they uh, they have. It's called, I always mispronounce it, but it's called chipperu. And that's um, almost like, I uh, it tastes like lighter fluid to me. But they have oh, it wow. in big jugs. <laughs> yeah, they also have it out of the trunk of a car. And that's kind of what all, all of them drink. Okay. Um, but they... Yeah, so my daughter was going to school, graduate school in Monterey, California, and there's a Naval Academy there. And so her husband, Michalis, was going to that Naval Academy in Monterey at the same time, even though he was Greek. It was, a, you know, a two-year program. And so they met there. And so when, you know, he, he was ready to go, she went out there with them to see if she could find a job because their economy is not the greatest. And uh, she happened to find a job with an American-based um, travel company. So, um, yeah, so she does speak Greek, but with this company, she speaks American. So it's a high-end travel agency, and so she deals with a lot of American and British people. 
Yeah, I mean, gr- Greek is not an easy language to learn. When, how long has yeah. she, like, is she, yeah. she must be going to school, right? Like, that's not something you just do on Duolingo, is it? <laughs> no, no. So she did take some classes. Um, the kids are amazing because they, they are bilingual. They're seven and five. And that's they awesome. know wow. when they talk. Yeah, when they talk to mommy or grandma, they speak English. And when they talk to daddy and their yaya, they'll speak Greek. And they can just turn it on and off. It's incredible. That's so great. And and they know that all of life's problems can be solved with Windex and a little WD-40. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Do you go often yeah. to visit? Like, do you have the opportunity to visit over there? Luckily, I do. So usually it's at least once a year, um, if not twice um they were just here in august so they were here for about two and a half weeks oh my gosh that sounds so great well it is we we love that you've supported us since literally since day one that's amazing if we had a supporter shield we would just gift you one we could you know we could pose for pictures that's what we We need need we need a jeff and jen support shield right i can make one give me some poster board i'll make something happen for us there you go and stickers that's a new task we could give to jacob he can he can make it for us true yeah true yes definitely a very good artist yes that's funny and all his work and did i pronounce your last name right it's Seavers, correct yes yes perfect great awesome all right. Yeah. Well, Anne Marie well, Severs guys- from Mainville, welcome to the club. Uh, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. You get me through the day. So I appreciate you. We appreciate you we more appreciate than you, you know. Too. Yes. Uh, I'm going to put you on. Do you need to talk no, to her? No, I already have all of her information because she filled out the application. So Got all it. I need you to do is stop by and pick up your jersey, okay? Awesome. Thanks so much. Oh, you're so welcome. Great talking to you, Anne Marie. You too. Have a great day. You too. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.